Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode 93 of The Yacking Show. This is the show for awakening you to new perspectives, where we talk about life, business, and more. And we like to bring you tips and ideas for surviving in a changing world, and the world is certainly changing as we know it. If you like our show, please subscribe to the channel you're watching or listening on. You know, more subscribers help us get our guests more exposure. And if you're a guest, more exposure means more business, more contact. So subscriptions are good. As always, we have interesting guests. Today's guest is no exception. But first, let me welcome my co-host, Kathleen Beauvais in Waterloo. Hi, Kathleen. How are you today? Hi, Peter. I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Well, thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Deron Blair. Welcome, Deron. How are you today? I thank you. Not bad. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Now, Daron, you are the founder of Deja's House of Patties, a store that sells homemade uh, Jamaican patties. You have a very interesting background, though. So please tell our audience a little bit more about your background, because you actually have an award winning recording recording studio called DBS Studio. Isn't that right? That's correct. Well, currently we're doing what I'm doing this interview. I'm in the studio right now. Um, yeah, so as regards to the restaurant, my family cousins had started the business maybe three, four years ago. And basically, I during when COVID hit, I kind of took it over. So we just kind of rebranded and relaunched it to the community. We relocated locations to Uptown Waterloo. We were in Kitchener area before on Homer Watson. And just give it a facelift and it fit all the essential needs in the time that we were in. So it just only made sense, right? And it's still providing food and providing service to the community at the same time. Okay, that's interesting. So you've told us how you got into the food business. Um, why Jamaican patties? Um, Jamaican background. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a niche for it in terms of, there's Jamaican patties you can find in the grocery store, yes, but it's nothing like the patties that we serve, right? Or we provide, um, it's more authentic, Right? It's not mm -hmm. so mass produced. Um, and I think it's something just like a pizza store, the right location, right? And it's, it's cost friendly. And at the same time, like there's tons of pizza stores, big brands, no name brands, but they like, depending on where they're located, they just, they just fit the needs for everything in, in that price range. And I think it's something that I want to grow into that type of platform where there could be multiple, multiple of them locations in cities. Right, right. right. The city area. Excellent. Now, tell me, you know, you can hear from my accent, I haven't been in Canada all my life, so I'm not quite sure how you define a patty, whether it's a Jamaican patty or any other patty. Is it something like we would call a pie in, in British uh, culture, British cuisine? Similar, but it's not, it wouldn't be in something. It's like, it, it'd be like, um, it's, it's, it's encased, mm -hmm. um, beef encased in um, like a dough. That bakes okay. crispy. Um, it has yep. a flat. It's flat at the bottom and it kind of round edges. Or they have we have triangle shaped one as well, really flaky, and it has seasoned beef in it. But um, what separate separates us from most places that sell patties is we have a variation. We have from regular chicken, we have potato chickpeas, 
we have kalu, we have jerk chicken, jerk pork, we have goat, we have wow. shrimp. Yeah, so we have a roster, like everything's based around patties. We have other things that have been added to the menu, like soup, and on weekends we'll be doing meals, like in mm -hmm. just in short forms, in, in short quantities, but um, everything is patty driven, right? Okay. Mm. So and if, sorry, sorry, go ahead. It's, it's a patty is a really convenient because it's in the pastry. It's convenient to eat if you're in a hurry. You can take it with yes. you, right? Well, we sell them by the frozen, so people could take them home and warm okay. them up as they need. Like if they're going to work, take out two, and then they could just make it as they need, right? For mm. Throughout the week, so they don't have to. They can buy it baked, yes, or they could buy the frozen and then use it at their their time when they need it. Excellent, thank you. Kathleen, over to you. So Deja's House of Patties, is that, or is it a, an actual sit-down restaurant or is it more for We have space for sitting currently, but due to the parameters, there's no sitting right now. So mm -hmm. we're based, takeout based, which we're formally based for, and um, walk-in, takeout, people could come in and pick it up. Um, we're doing curbside as well. Um, anything within the parameters, we're just making it work within those guidelines. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Let's so, switch to, sorry, Kathleen. Uh, well, I was just going to ask Deron, I'm, I'm still interested in his personal background and mm -hmm. because it seems, you know, when, when you talk about your recording life and your recording studio and your De Deja's House of Patties, I'm just, I just want to know a little bit more about. Yeah, they're two different worlds. <laughs> exactly. like, so I'm, they, they, go they're ahead. still kind of like anything that I do is something that is how I operate in my day-to-day. -day. There are things that I'm like day-to-day, how I live my life. So things that I'm passionate about, right? So um, we, I was born in Toronto. I ended up coming to Kitchen with my grandmother. Um, we were out here for a bit and then the rest of my family, like my mom, my little sisters, bros, they ended up, everyone ended up coming out here, my aunts. So from there, it's like music's always been in, in my system, like on my dad's side, like they're all self-taught musicians, oh. um, used to play in like reggae bands. They used to have their own bands. So like a lot of live instrument, I grew up around like a lot of live instrumental stuff like that. And then my mom influenced like a lot of reggae, right? A lot of R&B stuff like that. So music's always been there. And then even in the house, my grandma was all gospel music, gospel music, mm -hmm. Um, all ceremonies, sermons. So that was her thing. When I started listening to like hip hop, we clashed. So then her idea, she would then now, because there was like a lot of good gospel rap. So she would start getting that to try and tie me into like, just her perspective of how she thinks life journey should go. But she's giving me mm -hmm. something that ties to what I'm tuned into, right? So she started to tap into that, that stuff like that. And then fashion, right? So Earlier, when I was finished high school, I opened up a clothing store out here and I was doing that for, for a bit, right? So it's everything that I do, it ties into like things that I actually genuinely do. Like I don't, I don't really do a lot, but the things that I do actually turn into businesses are things that are relevant or that are in my everyday of how I, my lifestyle pretty much, right? So, and then that just, grew into things like the studio is um like I love working with local artists you know like 
I like that the ground level artists when they're like this very hungry and still in the learning process and and want to know how to tap in like there's more bridging the gap right and we've worked with big artists for, to the top artists in Canada to artists that nobody knows about and just showing them different areas I'm more concerned about just showing youth different ways to get be creative mm -hmm. and do what you love right and still make or turn it into something that can be profitable that you could do full time right and um it's just kind of showing them the steps or connecting them to the dots or putting them in the place or in front of someone that could now take them or whatever they're trying to create to the next level right mm -hmm. and um just basically create opportunities man help people that may not have opportunities create opportunities for them right and not everybody is looking to become something that takes the school structure or mm -hmm. element or that type of guideline right so it's like there has to be some type of some type of playing field for those that are creating the other the creators pretty much right because there's they still hold a lot of value in this world on a greater sure. scale especially in like sure. times like this it's like People who haven't painted for years have went back to painting. People who haven't drawn in years have went back to drawing because that's what's keeping their peace of mind. People are starting to make music, write poems, um, start sewing again. Like anything people used to do before yeah. that they haven't done for like 10, 15 years probably, that they, they've went back to those things, right? So mm -hmm. just even noticing that is just like, it just people are drawing, being drawn to their passions right now more than ever. I've noticed it, right? So, so how are these young artists finding you? Um, online, like, honestly, I've had a public studio maybe 10 years in Kitchener, like, in the, within the Tri-City area. It moved around different locations and stuff like that. And um, just always kept it prevalent, man. Like, we used to do, well, when clubs are open, we do a lot of promoting, party events, showcases, um, just being outside, being in the clubs, being in places where events like that are being kept. Um, there's a lot of different shows that happen that people may not know about because of obviously budget. And these are independent, some of them are young. So when they're hosting these shows, not big budgets, right? So it's people in tune with that little market or that are looking for those, they find each other, right? They, artists find artists you know they find those creative spots they don't know like if you're a painter you know you're going to look up and find spots where people are doing painting and open houses on it you know if you're a musician you're going to look where do musicians play and they build and there's a there's a network there's tri-city has a lot of that like a lot of talented artists on different mm. genres as well so obviously you've built quite a name for yourself then because you're it's basically word of mouth is how um, yes coming to you pretty much wow. pretty much Good for you. So, Duran, here's a question for you. I'm I'm not that good at music. Uh, and I'll tell you a very short story about my musical background that when I was about 10 years old in a junior school on a different continent, a very fierce Scottish English teacher took us for music and singing. And at the, I was 10, let me remember that. And at, after the first lesson, she said, Peter Wright, and these were her words, I, they were burned into my brain. You're absolutely useless. You will never learn to play a musical instrument or read music. So when you come for your lesson next week, bring a book and sit in the corner. And I did for the rest of my school. So I went literally almost 50 years believing I was useless at music. And then 
I, I used to do a lot of running and I had a medical problem, so I couldn't run anymore. So I needed a big goal that was impossible. I said, I'm going to learn to play a musical instrument and teach myself to read music. So I bought a guitar. I did go for lessons, but I can now play it. Not well, but I can play and uh, I can read music. So, so that's my, the limit of my musical involvement. But having been interested in listening to music over the years, I've seen the disruption that the Internet's caused. So apart from some really famous big names that there's not a lot of uh, live music going on and especially now with the virus the clubs and that are, are largely shut down so how do mus musicians now or creative artists make money out of playing music well now they have to create it's well music grew into something that's so much more than music like at, at, mm -hmm. once streaming and stuff like that hit um because even before, just when they're having that battle with like Napster, like early out when, yep. when, when just really, 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 really early, right? Um, music became, started to become a lot more branding based, right. right? You have to create a brand and because the music side of it makes almost the least amount of money on your music now, unless you're like a big, big, big star, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you need all the pockets to be generating. So you need to be able to sell merchandise. Okay. You need to be able to see a brand or a sponsor needs to be able to say, okay, we could use this individual for marketing our product. Mm -hmm. Right. You got it. And those things become checks in other scales based off of your music, but not necessarily off of your music. Right. right? So right. you got you have to put yourself in a situation where music could open up doors just do other things that generate you money. Money. I'm with you. I'm with you. But that's, um, that's limit. Surely that's limiting the number of people, a uh, number of artists who can make a living out of performing music. Well, in this time it, it makes it harder, but yeah. right now you have, that's the thing about internet because now you're dealing with the world. And if you're independent, a thousand units on iTunes, at $9.99, that's $10,000 that goes into your pocket independently. Sure. So if you can figure out a way to sell 50 units in multiple different cities, like hard sales, not streams, that's, and you drop a project, do that four or five times a year, that's a $40,000, $50,000 salary. But that's if you're independent, right? But so it depends on how you, you play the scale because if you're independent, you could do less numbers, but max value because you're not paying all these people. Now you're not splitting $1 between nine different pieces or entities right. that have to get, right? So it's about, you have to have, you have to learn the business. If you want to do independent, sure. you have to learn the business because you're not going to be able to generate that. Right. right? Because you. you're not going to, you're not going to know that those minimum numbers could actually be money because you never learned the business and knew how to set it up properly that every stream or every play anywhere that you even, even if you go to a club and there's five people and you perform, how do you get back end money from that? Right. Do you even know about that? So you could be getting paid for the show, and then in three months you'd be getting a check for royalties from that yeah, same show. But if you don't know the business, you're not going to know about that. So you know you you can't. The world of just being artists is over. You have to yeah. you have to know both. Sure. Sure. But just picking up from that, if you do know both, or if, if an artist has someone like you in their corner, it's possible then, if they're, if they're a reasonably good artist, it's possible to make a living still? Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm. Because especially how it's, it's obviously a young boys game music industry and these 
kids are growing up with a crazy amount of followers, which they don't even know the value of these followers yet. It's just how they oh. communicate. They don't even know the value of it because it's just, they're growing up in it. So it's just, that's just how you communicate. You go to a new school, you're just adding up everyone's social media. If you move to two, three schools before you hit high school, you have 30,000 people following you and right. you don't even have an idea of what life is about yet. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Yeah. now it's like, so they're so influential in terms of, now if they know how to translate that to influence on whatever they're selling and, and you still have to show people will tune in, but you still have to create a quality service or product to make people remain and support your brand, oh, sure. right? But uh, they have a good head start. That's that's really encouraging because um, I, I thought it, the doors were pretty much closed to anyone except the big names. So thanks for that. Good. Uh, it actually opens it up for smaller names, I would think, yeah. right? That's excellent. Well, mm. what a great explanation. I never knew that. Very good. Very good. Um, but you also support a nonprofit organization. Can you tell us about that? It's just something we've been working on seven times. It's called Seven Times Fall, Seven Times Rise. Um, it's just a, it's just things that I'm passionate about and that I want if anything that I can make or help with certain things that I'm passionate about. And one is just always based around creativity to so create a you know, situation or opportunity for those that are creatives, artists, musicians, um, you want to be entrepreneurs and they may come from certain neighborhoods or, or don't have certain opportunities, single homes, etc. And um, just creating a fund or something like that creates situations for them. I donate studio time as well um, for certain projects with certain individuals if even if they don't have the money and they're passionate about something i'll give them opportunity and just come out of pocket and donate studio time right one is also we want to start being able to create and build just um housing proper housing for like single moms too mm -hmm. if they're going through any type of situation we just want to be able to build up awareness and help them purchase or even get down payments or deposits for a house and help them clear up whatever credits or whatnot what they would need to secure that they have a family, right? And and then the last would probably be scholarships, right? It's still in the works. Like we right now we're working with my mom's friend out here. She's been doing this small homes stuff behind um, lot 40. Mm -hmm. Lot 41? Yeah. So that's a that's the lady that is running that whole created yeah. that whole energy. She's a longtime family friend. So we go way, way, way back. And um, she's known me from a little boy. That's my mom's friend. And she, we like with the patties, extra patties, instead of throwing them out, we call her. She will come pick them up and she brings them over there to what she's doing and gives them food through that. So nothing will go to waste on our end. Um, I don't just calculated things with people that we've known for a long time. Like nothing. It's, it just has to feel organic. It, like, it doesn't, like, dollars can't, you can't put money on certain things, right? So some things just have to happen organically. And mm -hmm. if if the energy is not there or the vibe is not there, I'm not going to move on yep. it. I don't, I don't yep. care how big the check is, right? Yeah. Tell me, um, Duran, I'm switching back to your patty business for a moment. <clears throat> Once the virus restrictions are over, uh, have you got any plans to move into proper restaurants where people can sit down and enjoy your food? 
Well, we have a little bit of seating space there. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, it's more... We like the takeout style setup. If we could have that... Because we don't have a menu like that where people would be sitting down for long periods sure. of time. You know, even if they were doing a patty thing, it's like maybe 15, 20 minutes tops, unless they're having conversation, right? We don't really have full menu where people in in there for that type of period of time. Sure. No, I understand. Yeah. But it, it sounds like your model works well for you, so that's good. Yeah, we're just trying to keep it simple but unique, right? Yep. So you have that we try and have that high turnover with a unique, just a, a niche product. And right now, just cornering that niche product, I'm not trying to stray around from that to add too much things. If I add too much things to the menu, then I'm just another Jamaican restaurant. That's right. Yeah. Right? So now if I make that the draw, they're going to be like, oh, this person's had better jerk chicken. They've been going there for 15 years. Right? So, and now they're going to go there. They do sell patties. So now they might go eat their patty. It's just... Yep. You know, I don't, I'd rather stay in my lane and just keep my course. And yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And you, yes. you're obviously doing it well and it's working for you. So why change it? Yeah, very good. <laughs> so I, I think I just wanted to correct myself. I think, I think I said lot 41, but it's actually lot 42. So I just yeah, got lot 42. Yeah. Lot 42. Um, so Duran, in your opinion, what is the difference between people that become successful and those that don't? Um, this is a question, by the way, we ask a lot of entrepreneurs be, because uh, it's, it's so fascinating to listen to their responses, isn't it, Peter? Um, yeah, absolutely. I know. I just think entrepreneurs are not scared. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not scared to fail, right? It's mm. no, it's it's, and you got to be resilient, like. That it can't be scared to fail it's, and fail yep. multiple, 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 multiple times. More failures than wins. Yep. Right? And um, if you don't have the heart for it, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. Like you have to first. You have to be chasing something that you love. That like you'll sacrifice almost anything for. Even like family time. It, it, it's it gets like that, right? So if you're not doing anything that drives you like that. I wouldn't suggest work for a company if that if that's the case. But if you're not willing to go, if you're not willing to drive for it like that. Then chances are you're not going to be ready for those failures. You're not you're not going to be prepared for those things. At the first shake, you're going to be like, oh, I just you know, like you have to have a lot of heart, right? And you have to you can't be scared. You can't be scared for people to tell you no. You can't be scared for people to not. No one will understand what. Is going on in your head even when you're presenting it to them unless they're chasing something similar that's right no very good thank you they for that they won't relate <clears throat> good advice good advice so <clears throat> duran how can people contact you both if they want to buy your patties and also if they want to talk to you about recording um if they want to buy patties they can go to houseofpatties.com okay or follow us on Instagram at House of Patties. Okay. Um, for the studio, they could check us out at uh, bookdbs.ca, the website. Or follow us on Instagram at DBS Studio. 
And okay. yeah, those are the two ways to find me, contact me, and um, and follow what's what's going on and see kind of follow the journey. Still, it's still early. We're still we're still on an early process, but we're working. Oh, very good. Uh, it's been a real pleasure hearing about your journey. And we will put those contact details there underneath the, um, the video at this point so people can contact you. Uh, excellent. And uh, from my side, thank you very much. It's been a real inspiration to hear a young person like yourself so enthusiastic and, uh, and doing so much for not only for yourself, but for the community. So really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on as well. It was lovely. Well, yes, thank you. I think you're very much an inspiration for a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs out there. So thank you. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and love reading your comments. So again, if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to Peter or myself. So until next time, take care, everyone. <laughs>